listeners welcome to 10x growth strategies podcast this is your host preeti padmanabhan technology executive investor and board member today we will feature the book first 90 days by michael d watkins our guest today is elena elkina a partner at aleda consulting where she advises clients on privacy data protection and information security issues during her 20 year legal career she has worked with financial and healthcare institutions software and internet companies major law firms and the government sector on both international and domestic levels welcome elena to 10x growth strategies podcast thank you pretty thank you very much i'm very excited to be here Tell us about yourself, your current role, any past highlights from your career. Well, I I am currently a, a co-founder and a partner in a consulting firm. We're here in Silicon Valley, California, and uh, I've been doing privacy for fifteen uh, plus years before it became sexy and hot it is right now. And I come from a legal background, used to practice law, uh, and just decided that it's not my cup of tea. So I I'm right now in a more business operational consulting very enjoy doing it but I also spend some time in house so where I was working with many consulting company building privacy programs and information security programs so it's a it's a great way for me to kind of utilize my prior experience being in house knowing what needs to be done and and trying to apply my past pain points in into my current advisory role Wow, you have an amazing role in uh, security data protection. That's a really hot area. I'm looking forward to hear more about the book. Why did you choose to read the book first ninety days? I'm very excited to talk about this book because I found a new implementation to this book. Um, if I just dive in into this, uh, I when I was in house and I remember my last job before we started the company. was a global privacy office at a fortune 5 company mckesson mm-hmm. and i was part of the global privacy office building the global privacy program for such an enormous company that is that has presence all around the globe in various areas healthcare technology uh medication you name it so we provided all type of services and products and when i transitioned into this role since i was part of the enterprise role it was very challenging to develop relationship set up yourself for success create a plan and one of my colleagues and kind of like friends recommended this book and this is the first time when i read it and i thought it was the the most practical book i've seen on the market because i'm always interested in 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 this type of reading um I love learning and implementing new skills and how to do things better and uh more effective and uh, that's how I use it how to build the program how to establish yourself as an expert how to introduce myself to my clients who are other teams across the globe how to incorporate culture and create partnership that will help me deliver what I need to do and it was my first kind of a introduction to this interesting read and now uh i remember this book uh, we recently got a very big client it's another 
Fortune 5 company. And uh, it was challenging to kind of set up myself and my team for success because there's so many multiple teams, departments, cultural differences, various product and services, uh, different personalities. And I remember the book and I reread it again. And I was like, wow, it's even though the book focuses how to establish yourself as a leader, typically in-house, I found a great way to take some strategies from the book to implement for a consulting project where I come in and I have to do the same, but for an external client. And that book was fantastic to establish early wins, alliances, create a plan, get buy-in, and I'm using it day to day. And we passed 90 days already, but um, I found this book very practical. And another way how I, my husband actually was recently promoted in his current job, he manages information security team. And he used this book in a very different role, how to establish yourself as a, as a boss in the current company. There are other challenges in this situation, such as not only planning everything else that we just discussed, but also how do you position yourself with your teammates who used to be your colleagues, and now they are subordinates, how to position yourself as a leader. And, and he found this book very helpful as well. So this book is full of knowledge, very practical, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to share what I've learned from that. So Elena, I really appreciated your summary on your top takeaways, and also how not just you, but even your husband was able to use the book. I'd love to delve deeper into some of those points from the book. The first point is, how do you secure early wins in a new role? That's a very interesting question. Thank you, Pretty. If I follow the book, the book kind of divides the structure into different type of companies, which I also feel like it's also a project. Um, the book talks about the startup phase, the turnaround phase when you really need to fix something, then the company is going down or I guess the project. The accelerated growth, uh, realignment, when, for example, there is new leadership or restructuring, um, things like that, and sustaining success. And, and it's really, it was very helpful for me to take specific components of where my project is. In this case, we need to do realignment and sustain success because every aspect of the company and the current challenges that the company or I guess project is experiencing has their own challenges and also strengths and building on strengths and focusing on challenges while building your plan and executing on it was very, very helpful. Um, and and um, when I think about early wins in a new role, um, there are a couple of things. And I think the most important thing is, is uh, building relationships because that's the key to negotiating success, to establishing yourself as a leader. And it takes time. And sometimes we skip that. And I think that's a big, big challenge for leaders as well as overall projects or company because people is everything behind the technology, behind the product and services. And taking time to understand who are your key players, what are your relationships, what is their work style, what are their hobbies, what do they like, because it starts with small conversations and, and it, that you get to know and develop rapport. And I think it was very um, kind of interesting to, to apply this book to learn about 
who are my executives on the project, who are my um, kind of colleagues who will be my business drive, how can I make sure I know what their pain points, what are they focusing on? Because one thing when I come in and I say, we need to do X, Y, and Z, if they don't have it on their plan, it doesn't matter how critical it is for the success of the project, they're not going to do that. So focusing and see if there is a realignment between their goals and what I think needs to be done, and also um, kind of like trying to position it, either look, teach them how to rethink or align it so we can build together and accomplish both of that. That's very helpful. And it's, I, I feel like it's art. So there is, it, it's just communication, trying to listen more than talk um, and, and uh, position yourself with like practical, helpful tips that you can share and also deliver Right, so sometimes um, it's it's helpful to deliver some low hanging fruit in the beginning to show that you can do that, but people often focus on that. Don't forget about big uh, deliverables, big bucket items, and I think that's another thing for the beginning. Like especially with early wins, identify not only low hanging fruits and quick wins, but also something big, and you don't need to deliver that. At least getting on the same page trying to align yourself, think about what are the sensitive areas, articulating them in your plan and highlighting what that person, your stakeholder, your partner needs to accomplish and incorporate into your plan is, um, is, is very, very helpful. And I think while you think about long-term goals in mind, um, kind of identifying those early wins, it's, it's very good for the business and for the success of the project. So even in the company, because sometimes, I don't know if you notice uh, about yourself, but I notice sometimes when I have a long-term goal, it's very hard to accomplish. You just sometimes don't even want to start on that. Um, it just like delay and procrastinate. And what I found helpful with early wins, establishing this goal, but breaking down into small wins, deliverables, whatever you want to call them, and breaking them down, not even like, let's say I have a year-term project. This is my goal breaking it down to month, weeks, days, sometimes is very helpful because it's easy for you to execute, feel confident, feel accomplished. And for your partner, client, or your organization, it's also very helpful to feel like you're moving forward because it creates momentum, creates excitement. Um, and um, I, I think it's very important for early wins to do that. And one more thing, measuring it. So I always feel like if you don't measure it, you don't have it. Not only creating goals is very important for early wins or just overall success of whatever you're doing, but measuring on a constant basis, sometimes even daily. I sometimes when I'm working on the project, I send daily updates. Here is what happened, especially like now we are working on something that uh, has a regulatory deadline. There are new privacy laws that are coming in effective January 1st, especially in California and Companies are very stressed, doing a lot of things from legal compliance to digital, executing and personalizing it. Just telling everyone, hey, we are last couple of weeks before the deadline. Here's what we've done today. It's a small celebration, but people feel so accomplished. But also like sending weekly summary and of course, overall summary. I think it's very helpful. So not only establishing those goals, creating wins, but also celebrating and measuring your success on a daily basis in either way possible. I think it's very helpful for overall success and early wins. 
great insights, great insights on achieving alignment uh, and creating early wins uh, and breaking down the whole uh, project into multiple steps. Uh, great inputs on that, a lot to unpack there. I would love to understand, you know, if you have any example on how you achieved alignment up and down the chain and, uh, you know, why, why was it important for the project and how do you build coalition to support your ideas? Yes, I think uh, if you are new to the company as a leader or if you have like a project that you're leading, um, it's important to focus on both sides of your partnerships and alliances, such as people who are um, like your supporters, people who will be behind you, but also who are your opponents. And by opponents, I mean, who are the people who might not agree with your plan, uh, people who might have dependencies on your plan. In my role as a privacy and information security uh, compliance expert, usually those opponents are business people. Um, and like, for example, marketing, a good example, they will tell me, no, you cannot do this. We're gonna lose data and we're gonna lose business opportunities. So you know those opponents and, and kind of try to predict what their argument can be and position it from that angle. Don't talk legalese, don't talk the compliance, talk to them the business sense. Here's how we can help you. Here's how we can, do more with less. And I think thinking about both supporters and opponents from the beginning is critical. And, uh, and of course, using their language, uh, you know, like I mentioned, talk to know your audience, talk to your audience the way they anticipate or the way they would probably talk to their colleagues in the same area. If it's a technical team, I'll talk about here's I anticipate the challenges might be. Here's how we can solve it. That's actually one of the reasons why I quit practicing law, because I feel like the legal profession is more reactive. Uh, as a lawyer, I was thinking about risk, how to fix it. It's a compliance person. I'm a builder. I am thinking about anticipating problems and building solutions so we don't have those. And just thinking about from the business perspective and translating whatever you need to do as an expert on the project, on a team, into each team individual is very helpful. Um, I always feel like the team thinks about you as a partner and not the person who will tell you a no, that's not gonna happen. So I always try to use the positive language. So here's what we can do and let's focus on this. And, and I think um, it's very helpful. The, sec the second piece is building your team. And I think the team is critical also um, in um, alliances. And by team, I mean, not only your current team, being your own company that you are new leader or um, being as a consultant, like in my situation with outside company, uh, I am thinking about who are the right people on the team to serve the client, who are the right people on the client side to help me in either way. And I think that's what I mean, like be, building the team, thinking about the right people, do they have right knowledge? Do they have right skills? And making them like your, partners in crime so you can accomplish that and I always focus on um, different kind of elements I focus of course on expertise I focus on kind of like do they have a voice in the company or even if it's a junior person can they vocalize what needs to be done because very often people just feel 
oh, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to say it. It's, I don't want to have an argumental kind of like friction. And, and I think having those people, I like those. I want this feedback early on. I want to find people who will be vocal. It doesn't matter if they're leaders uh, or if they are more junior people. I would like, I like those people because they're going to tell me what I need to know. And I think this is an, this is an important component to consider. Um, also, it's very hard to find a person who can prioritize. I'm always looking for someone to get on my team sooner or like behind me, <laughs> aligned with them, um, who can focus and prioritize, who have a common business sense, thinking about, yes, it's important, but this is what we need to do. Or like, this is the early like win that we need to accomplish versus this can wait. Um, helping that, helping to uh, acquire that voice who can help us prioritize because sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And having a person on your team, let's say I have some people on the project management side or engineering side that it's not my expertise. I want them to be my team because I want them to guide me. It doesn't matter if I'm a leader on the project or not. And the same applies to the client or um, anyone who is uh, on outside partnership. And of course, trustworthiness is another big aspect. You want to trust someone, you want to rely on someone. And I'm always looking for those qualities, even if I just need to like, I message someone, but, hey, can I just have an informal conversation? This is what I'm thinking. Can you share with me? Uh, and, and, and finding those people who I can trust is um, very, very important. Of course, deadlines are very big in my world. Um, and, and of course, because regulatory agencies are very strict about enforcement and the privacy is such a new industry in a way how it's been shaped in the United States. Um, and we are rebuilding our culture for many companies, how to think about privacy, how to apply to business. And I think um, having those people on a team who can elaborate on this, who can explain it, why it's important, not just the date, but why, how it's gonna affect them, it, it's, it's helpful. So building a team is another piece that I always focus and, and try to find my, I even have like a spreadsheet where I think, okay, so this person is gonna be that area, here they're their stream. Sometimes you forget about this. I keep kind of like a notebook uh, or contact list of whom I go to for each particular reason because they have all those qualities. And it comes in handy because I can share with my team and say, team, you're dealing with this challenge. Look at that list. Let's talk to someone informally who can help us figure out if anything, we can at least explain a situation and help us get situated or aligned um, externally. So these are kind of some of my highlights. Um, Great. That I think Help Great me. example on marketing. Uh, I knew you would want to talk about marketing because I'm from marketing, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> but good stuff in uh, talking in, thinking in their shoes, uh, aligning, creating that stakeholder alignment, prioritizing the right projects, finding the right people to do the right projects. Uh, great uh, inputs on how to drive alignment across the chain uh, and how to build that uh, support uh, for the projects, especially these time-bound projects in cybersecurity, which always seems to keep coming again and again. You know, it's like a never-ending thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so we talked a lot about uh, getting wins, getting alignment. Another key thing from the book was when you get into a new role, 
accelerating your learning uh, because sometimes you don't have the time, you have to hit the ground running. I'd love to understand what are your strategies to accelerate learning in a new role or a new assignment? Oh, that's a, that's a big one. I'm not sure acceleration is a good um, is, is a good word because when I think about it, you gotta walk before you start running. And I cannot emphasize enough that taking a breath and not rushing, but really being thoughtful is is one of the key components. Like when we when I start something, I take my time to do research. I start with basic things. I Google people I meet. I look if I see their hobbies, if they are part of board of directors or other organizations, or I see their Facebook pictures and like see they have a dog or something. Um, because I learn from everything. So people is my main source of learning. Then I also have documentation that I want to review, obviously, because I'm an expert in a very specific discipline. So I want to know what they've done. I want to request more, the more the better. So I will choose if I don't need to review something, but understanding how they write, how they think, because in writing, you can see their thinking process. You can see how mature the organization is, what their gaps. I immediately see when something is just a piece of paper without any operationalization, I understand, okay, so they probably had a good lawyer or someone else who wrote everything and they have no idea how to personalize it versus I see very thought through process like, wow, so we need to focus on more like some other deep issues. And that's going to be my focus when before I even schedule any calls to introduce myself and the team internally or externally, I always look at that. What did they do? I want to see their work samples. I want to see how they write. I want to see how they think. Um, and documentation and of course googling people is, is very helpful to me that helps me to be thoughtful because you have first impressions do count I have very limited time to set up myself as a partner as a leader it doesn't matter internally or externally and I think these components uh, uh, serve very well for me um, I always we have a list of things we usually research online and just request from the company um, and internally, I, when we have, for example, new people joining our team, I, and when I join on, I ask them to join my team on the project, I always talk about them, about what are their skills, what have they done before their role, because I want to know what some of the strengths I can use from the past. And there are many privacy experts who come from engineering, marketing, completely like non-privacy related field, and I want to use that. So I'm going to put that person on a specific conversation with a marketing team. So we can relate to them better. So these are these are components that I try to consider uh, when I'm thinking about accelerating, and it does take time. And 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 I think sometimes people feel like oh there is no progress, but there is. It does take time. You walk before you run, but when you spend time here, it's much easier and smoother later on. And that's why I say acceleration might be not a good word for that because it does take longer in the beginning, but in the future, it's much, much easier. So, and I, and I always try to remind myself because sometimes I'm a type A person, I need to see progress constantly. So I was like, oh, let's just skip this. Let's just get to it. I was like, no, no, no skipping, no cutting corners. Like we need to do it right. We need to be thoughtful. And, and that's what I use professionally. 
Like, yeah, great input. Like, you know, you slow down to go fast. Uh, it's almost mm -hmm. like it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Uh, so you have to like take that time to understand deeper so that you can then when you're uh, going forward, you're going in the right mm -hmm. direction and you're not like missing something and, you know, and then have to come back to square one. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that makes perfect sense. And, and especially, uh, you know, I'm a meditator. And so for me, that slowing down piece is as important as going forward. Uh, makes a lot of sense, Elena. Yes, and, and one of the things I wanted to add that very often people stick with what they know and because they had a successful prior role and they did something very well, they anticipate that it's going to be easier. It's not. So just reminding yourself you don't know anything and don't, you know, it's great that those skills will come later, but in the beginning coming with like eliminating all your assumptions and do not stick with what you know. Think about like, this is clean piece of paper, like do that because this is how you can build trust and uh, credibility in my opinion. So I always feel like sometimes people go, oh, I know everything kind of like I've done it for like many years. And, and in my career, I learned that when I did this, it was a mistake. So it never served me, nor the client, nor the company. So um, do not stick with what you know, assume you know nothing. Uh, it's gonna. You're just gonna absorb everything like a sponge. Um, much better. <laughs> Great input. That, that's that's like the learning mindset or growth mindset, uh, rather than a fixed mindset. Uh, great mm -hmm, thought on mm -hmm. that. Next, I would love to ask about building and keeping your balance mm -hmm. during an uh, a first ninety days or any time during the project and avoiding a downward spiral. I think this is a very critical topic for all of us. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Oh, this is where I struggle. <laughs> Balance, uh, because um, I love what I do so much. Uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, to me, it's just like, it drives me so much that sometimes I don't know where to stop. And I just work endless hours because I just enjoy it. And sometimes I forget to take time for myself. For my family and it's a challenge and usually i get stopped by <laughs> unfortunate situations that's the only way my life has been stopping me otherwise i'm like a tank so <laughs> just go forward and accomplish over like achieve fix and uh and i thrive on problems so when there is a problem i'm just like oh my god how i'm gonna fix it so like i can never sustain an organization i am to grow organizational project or fix something and um, I'm lucky that I do what I love so much, but also it's a, it's a challenge keeping the balance because very often, because I'm tired, even it's a good tiring feeling, I miss important details. I sometimes like feel guilty personally when I don't spend time with my family or forget about myself. That's one thing only in my 40s, I started thinking about myself. So it took me half of my life, almost uh, hopefully more than half of my life uh, to, to learn that, that if you're not well, no one is well, because you not only have your team, you have the client, you have your family, but more importantly, you have yourself. And if you don't take care of yourself, none of that will be great. And it starts with your team because you need to make sure you accelerate your team to make sure you're there and support them. You make sure they take breaks. They don't work late hours. In fact, like for my team, like I, when I see someone online on Slack, I was like, what are you doing on the weekend? Or like, or late at night. 
answering emails. There are going to be times when it's necessary and critical, but it's not right now. Go. <laughs> so I, I, I try to be strict uh, with others, but I'm still having challenges doing the same for myself, which is a constant challenge. I'm doing much better, blocking some time, being very firm about I am out after this time, even schedule something when the whole family needs to attend so I can do it. Um, so, but it's, it's a challenge. I know what needs to be done. That's the thing. I know it's the execution piece, um, that is very challenging. Um, it makes me a great expert. It, you know, clients love working with us, but I also feel that this is something you cannot overlook your time, your health, your wellness, keeping balance in your work life, um, and, uh, do not ignore that. Uh, otherwise, your project will soar. Your career will feel it at some point. Wow. I really appreciate the honesty and vulnerability there. Uh, we all have to keep at it to keep the balance. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's uh, very easy to lose sight of the fact that we have to take care of ourselves, the people around us, and uh, the exciting things in our projects. And that does uh, pull us forward. I myself, I'm guilty. I've had uh, earlier this year when I was off for a week, I was still uh, messaging on Slack and somebody messaged me and said, you're off this week and you got to take uh, take time off. And it is, it is a tough one. Uh, you're right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So Elena, it has been such a pleasure to have you and hear your thoughts on the first 90 days book. Any final takeaways for the audience? I think 90 days are very important. It doesn't matter if you are joining a new company as a leader, if you're being promoted into a new leadership role in the same company, if you're working with an outside client as a lawyer consultant or any other capacity 90 days is your time to get credibility uh, establish trustworthiness build alliances create a plan and you cannot overlook those 90 days and planning it thinking about it strategically taking time is is critical and and I think it also what's important uh, is it helps you avoid vicious cycles you 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 stop you you do not build the plane and fly it if you spend 90 days thinking about some of the topics i talked right now because these are very dear to my heart and that works for me very well based on my skills uh and um but there are so many more things in this book that i highly recommend reading it and it will help you actually build the plane first and then fly it and uh, vicious cycles hopefully gonna stop. And maybe if it's gonna happen, it's probably gonna happen in any situation. It's, you're gonna able to turn it around and get out of it because that's the challenge. I think we all experience in many roles in our lives where we just keep standing or like going for the same issues. Sometimes it takes time to pause, plan, think, align and start again, instead of just trying to fix something on the fly. Great summary uh, and what we can do uh, and great inputs on the book. Listeners, check out the book, First 90 Days. Thank you, Elena, for joining us today. Thank you for having me.